0: <sighs> okay. Hello and welcome back to the Bear Claw Podcast. I am your host, Omar Delgado, with me, Zachary Stein, also wah, wah, wah. known as Stein. Um, we're here for the second season, second episode, sorry, not season. Second season. Jeez, John, it's, <laughs> <four or five laughs> it's been a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Second episode of the Bear Claw Podcast. Last episode, we recapped the last five years of Bears football. And we also went into a little bit of our fandom and had some fun facts for you. So this episode, we're going to go into the offense. We're going to talk about some of the changes that have happened. Um, We're going to talk about some of the things that we're excited for offense-wise and some of the things that we're a little worried about. And we're just going to have fun because we're also going to be talking about Justin Fields because he is a huge part of the team and the offense. Um, So yeah, let's get started. First things first, uh, I want to do just some things that we – There was something that I I wanted to bring up just from last episode that I feel like we missed that was really huge. Um, I don't think we talked about – I don't think we talked at all about Tariq Cohen's uh, injury, that he he got injured. I felt like that was pretty big because he was a really, uh, really big part of our offense. I really enjoyed watching him play. And honestly, if you you get the chance, you should read stuff about his story because he's had a pretty rough life. Um, but has fought through a lot of adversity to make it into the NFL. And it was just really unfortunate, I felt like, when he got cut from the Bears. I don't know if you have anything you want to say about that, Stein?
2: I don't, uh, other than I I agree. I think you should absolutely take the time and and dive in. It's a very interesting sort of story. And I think that's one of the reasons we love sports and that we buy into sports is – not just because we love watching people just brutally beat the shit out of each other, but <laughs> also because um, but because of the the stories, right? We have the Cinderella stories. We have the underdog stories. We've got... Um, it's the stories that really drive us and I think remind us that these people who are playing these games are just that. They're still people. So, yeah, uh, big fan of Terry Cohen and, and highly recommend going and looking into his story.
0: Uh, I also yeah. wanted to bring up... Uh... I looked into the see if because we were talking about Lovey Smith last episode, and we were talking oh, about it would be yeah. cool if we could bring him in for a one day contract. And I looked, I could not find anything, so I don't think yeah. that's been done for a coach. Um, but well, you I know mean, what? There's a first for everything. Fuck yeah, I like, think it'd like, be great for of Lovey Smith <laughs> for him to be the first. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, so to start off, talking about the offense this year, I think it's important. Um Last year, with a three and fourteen season. And a win from the Texans at the end of the season, thanks to Levy Smith, we ended up with the number one draft pick, and I think that's been huge. We've been able to make a lot of moves, and Ryan Poles has done a pretty good job of churning that into churning uh, that into a lot more.
2: What were your thoughts on that when you My, first realized it?
0: I was, I mean, I was really excited because it's just there's so much potential, um, especially like I don't know. I felt personally like we didn't need. A quarterback so it was like all right we have a lot of and there's a lot of other teams that did need a quarterback so i felt like we could um we just had a lot of options and opened up a lot of stuff for us um i was getting really pissed off honestly because <laughs> i kept hearing it wasn't a lot but it was enough to to get me worked up of sports commentators saying that the bears should have drafted a qb last year which i just thought was ridiculous um the idea that you would that you would trade or you would draft a quarterback when you have one that I, yes. Granted he hasn't shown that he is for sure the guy and he still has room for growth, but the idea that you would trade what you've seen in him so far for someone that hasn't played a snap in the NFL to me was just psychotic. I couldn't believe that people were even, even talking about it. It just was ridiculous to me. You think?
2: I fell in the camp of, there's no fucking way that we should draft a quarterback high again. Again, because my and I've said this in the last episode, and I've held this. Yeah. The Chicago Bears are not known for developing fucking quarterbacks. Like, don't yeah. do that. Don't waste my time. Don't waste your time. Stick with Fields. Mm-hmm. He showed us enough to at least earn another year. Um, he absolutely has some proving to do uh, as a as an NFL quarterback, right? Yeah. Uh, the completions just aren't there. the 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 route recognition just isn't there what he's excels at is extending plays using his legs, but that's only going to take him so far. Um, and so it would regardless, even with a number one draft pick, I, I would not have wanted to go with a quarterback um, even by trading out the number one draft slot. So we could get more picks and get more things later down the road. Um, I, I would hope like, I, even, I was even then like, great, don't use them for quarterbacks.
0: <laughs> yeah. I <didn't, laughs> The other thing, too, is because I didn't think, I mean, there was no real, like, standouts. There was no one that was like, this quarterback is going to be the next big thing. You know what I mean? No. There was no one that was, like, huge, like, this is a gen- – that it was immediately obvious was going to be a generational talent.
2: There were absolutely a couple that are closer to – Uh, Like a traditional, like what you would look for in an NFL quarterback, Mm -hmm. but you're absolutely right. None of them were truly like the standout, like end all be all. Like that's fucking Peyton Manning. Yeah, like this guy is a
0: number one exactly. Yeah, (laughs) draft pick for sure.
2: Um. So so yeah, for me, I think wasting high end, and, and and that's the other thing. I'd be, I want to see the stats on qbs who go high in the first round second round and their success rate like as an nfl quarterback through an entire career you know who goes on to truly become a franchise quarterback for longer than like two or three seasons
0: yeah
2: um and I, I would be willing to bet my left testicle that it is very low. <laughs> so, uh, That's your again, most valuable it,
0: testicle, I think, too, isn't it? it, it like? is. It's the, it's the, the only one.
2: one that ever dropped. So, <laughs> like, I I just don't think that wasting that, again, I, I, the data doesn't support taking a quarterback that high.
0: Yeah.
2: It just doesn't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so what we were able to do, we got that number one draft pick, and then we turned it. Initially, we uh, we traded it to Carolina, to the Carolina Panthers. They give us the ninth and sixty-first overall picks of twenty twenty-three, and the first twenty-four first-round pick, and a twenty twenty-five second-round pick, and DJ Moore. Um, DJ Moore. DJ Moore, who I'm pretty excited about. Um, we'll get into him a little more later. But I think uh, I think the consen- consensus on him is that, I mean, he is a true number one wide receiver, which is something that we've been kind of lacking. Just mm-hmm. the fields. So we got those and then we turned that. We ended up going down from the ninth pick to the 10th to get Darnell Wright, an offensive tackle.
2: I have notes on him.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll get into him later yep. too. Um, and then we traded our 61st pick and our 136th pick overall to Jacksonville to move up to the 56th overall pick for Tyreek Stevenson, the cornerback. Mm-hmm. Which is a defensive position, and that's not what we're talking about this episode, so we will not be getting into him later. No, no, at but least we not will this get episode.
2: him. Yeah, we'll hit him next episode
0: for sure, though. So before we move on into everything else, I really wanted to just set um, – I just want us both to set the record straight on our opinions on Justin Fields. I don't think we have to go too far into it, but I just wanted to uh, – at least talk about it because i think it gives appropriate context so that we don't have to maybe clarify or feel like we, things aren't understood later on
2: i think um, it'd be more fun if we each state what we think the other person's <laughs> 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 yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah there I got, I got the sky high you know like obviously if we're dreaming and then kind of our more sober and like serious takes on Justin Fields. Uh, do you want you want to go first? Or you want me to go first?
2: No, go first, man. It's your show. Lead the way, bro. So
0: look, well, our show. Let's let's keep let's keep that <laughs> let's keep that clear. It's our show. Um, but look, in my head, Justin Fields. I mean, we're already we're guaranteed a Super Bowl, you know. We already won. <laughs> this year is already ours. It's a lock. Justin Fields is gonna make a huge leap. He's gonna be the MVP. We're setting up a dynasty. They might mm-hmm. as well just give us a Lombardi for the next, you know, three or four years. Just don't even well. worry about it.
2: Might as well. uh, you know, honestly, I hear that's why Aaron Rodgers fucking left. That's why he, he was. He was like, scared. There's no point. There's no point.
0: Because I don't know if you remember this, but Justin Fields met with Aaron Rodgers in the off season. So I think he, I think Aaron Rodgers met with him and he knew what was coming. He, he told and him, like, check yourself, fool. I better get out of the way because this guy is a debowed. real deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah i mean obviously you want you want the best you want the best for your team you want the best for your franchise um and your quarterback you want them to do well so when i when i daydream and you know start letting myself go i mean i I only see positive things um my little more sober take is that i think justin fields has a lot to prove still um i think he's shown some really great flashes and some really great potential i really admire his work ethic and I think he's very tenacious. He wants to win. He wants to win with the Bears. Um and despite being put in, you know, shitty situations, continues to have a great attitude. Um, but I do I do think I do think he's got a lot left to prove. And he's by no means um locked in as our guy. Awesome. Right. Where are you awesome. at? Awesome. <laughs>
2: awesome. Um I think I do take more of the sober approach generally, uh, just because I've had this experience with a few quarterbacks that that (laughs) the last 20 years, um, when we first drafted him, I literally rolled, I not rolled my eyes. I, I was sad. And not for us. I was sad for him. For him. Mm. I was just like, fuck. Like, it's another just extremely potential young man that is coming into this league. And it's like, I just felt like he deserved to be with an actual quarterback development team. And so I've been hesitant with him because... Because, I mean, untapped potential is only ever going to grow as much as it can within the environment that is is trying to help it blossom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just – the Bears have never been that for a quarterback. And so I just <laughs> – um, I think he has already blown away my expectations, whether those expectations were because again because I just was like I I can't have expectations high yeah. or if it was because you know I I I mean I think it's his work ethic that really he was like I'm not quitting you know mm-hmm. he reminded yeah. me very much of like Jay Cutler when he first came to Chicago
1: yeah
2: of like Cutler's like breaking fingers, but still running it. He's like, I might not be able to throw it, but I'm gonna run this fucking ball as hard as I, you know. I'm yeah. not a runner either, but I'm gonna get that first down. Yeah. I'm gonna try, you know, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And it's like he had that he had that Chicago attitude, and I think that's the thing that one fields over for me in the in the last in the last year or so is is he embodies what Chicago football is, mm. and so
0: and the Midwest spirit. I think
2: exactly, yeah, um, exactly that hard work that you know knows to the grindstone that
0: that you're that, gonna hey, just keep playing yeah keep like, your head down push through yeah
2: okay bad play keep playing keep yeah playing. go out and make a better one um and his demeanor i mean i think the leadership skills are there so yeah so yeah. for me this year justin field's opinions is is i'm it's either going to be very good we're going to see good increase like more uh, higher completion percentages on shorter passes um, hopefully a little higher on some of the the mid and deep balls um, not checking down as often would be great
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, not having to use the leg so often would be great so that's what i'm really hoping for especially with some of the coaching pieces that they've done and moved around and some of the um, offensive weapons that they've put that they've stacked them with now so um or or things are gonna not click and he's gonna have to try to do last year again and he probably won't be able to do that two years in a row. Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of where I'm at with him is like I'm sincerely hoping that the move, we've made the right moves. Yeah. It it all logistically has made sense. Now it comes down to culturally, can they bring that team together?
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's a very fair assessment um so going into this year as opposed to in previous years um in the last few years when uh when cutting down the roster it's been done week by week and it looks like this year they're not doing that it looks like they have one date that is just this is the hard cut off this is when you need to have your roster established this is when you have to have major cuts by um you got anything to say about that stein
2: yeah. So for the preseason, you have 90 slots and then you cut down August 29th is the hard cutoff. You cut down to your 53-man roster. So usually they would do it every week of the preseason. They would have a certain number you'd have to get down to. This is the first year that they're not doing that. And so uh, I think team by team is sort of taking a different approach on that mm-hmm. as far as like, okay, well, do we keep on 90 through the whole preseason and then make a giant cut like on that yeah. last day? Yeah. Uh, Whereas other teams have been sort of progressively cutting so that I think it's not as difficult. The other thing to keep in mind here uh, next, we're going to go through like offensive acquisitions and departures. Something to keep in mind is that as we're discussing this, it's only uh, August 21st. So we have eight more days before that hard cutoff. We've got another series of preseason games still to go through this weekend. Um, And so that's an opportunity for some of the young bloods and those guys that are on the cusp of either being the 53-man roster or being part of the additional 16 on the practice squad of trying to like make their statement um, and show value to their team. But not only their team, also other teams. So you might see more movement from the Bears. You should see more movement from the Bears as Mm -hmm. far as – uh, who were cutting, but also trades that might take place or claims off waivers that might take place within the next eight days. So
1: um, keep an eye on that. Days.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially once, especially with this whole idea of it being 53. Also, just a quick little fact on that is that only 48 are allowed to be active on game day. So you have your 53 man active roster,
1: mm-hmm.
2: only 48 of those can be active on game day. Um, and then you've got in addition to that 53-man active roster, you've got 16 on the regular season practice squad. So just keep that in mind. And that stuff changes once we head into the playoffs, hmm. just FYI.
0: Uh, wh- where do you see the Bears on? I mean, it seems like the Bears are more on the cut them all at once at the car- at the cutoff. Is that right? Or have you seen um,
2: Yeah, so looking through some of the cuts that like the moves, if you, if you just follow the, like the Chicago Bears website, you can actually see – the calendar broken down day by day on what we're doing um, and based on that we have not made a whole lot of cuts yet um, at all so um, I don't think we'll hold out until the very last day I think we will probably hold out until after this final round of preseason games which ours is what Saturday so that's yep. the 26th so we'll have three days from there um, and I think that following that game, you'll probably start seeing uh, a handful, like, chunks at a time.
0: Yeah. I, I think I like that a little more, the waiting till the end. Yeah. You know, not necessarily to the last minute, right? But I think waiting till you, all your preseason games are out of the way and seeing yeah. what you really got and what you can work with. I'm really
2: interested idea. to see what deals get brokered within mm. those last, especially within like the last 24 hours, you know? I'm, that's yeah. what I'm excited to see. It's like, oh, who's going to make a major move that was unexpected? Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. All right. So with that, we'll move into the uh, offensive acquisitions and departures that we had this year. Uh, the big one we had was uh, DJ Moore, the wide receiver from the Panthers. Then uh, we also got Nate Davis, the offensive guard from the Titans. We got Deontay Foreman, a running back from the Panthers. We got Darnell Wright, offensive tackle who we drafted from Tennessee College. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, who we got from the Packers. And then Roshan Johnson, the running back who we also drafted this year from Texas. And then our big departure, which was for me very difficult was david montgomery because i really like david montgomery um but i guess he just wasn't going to stick around i think it was something like he wanted a little more than what we were willing to pay him which seems to be the case for running backs um, running backs are really getting it seems like screwed <laughs> in this market <laughs> seems like they're not getting paid what they're worth or i mean or just what they want i guess
2: yeah, I mean that's definitely a, a big issue, right? Yeah. That that's been, come to light, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Especially when you think about just the longevity of a running back in the NFL. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't have a lot of time. They really don't oh. have a lot of time um, to get to get uh, get their money's worth. Um, next, few, I wanted to touch on Luke getzi real quick, just because obviously, I mean, he's the offensive coordinator. He's going to be a huge part of our offense. Um, we touched on him last last episode. We talked about how he was brought in by Matt Eberflus. He was um he was a quarterback in college and then he was a former QB coach for the Packers. Um drew up a lot of play action and I think a lot of I think towards the end of the season was doing a lot of design runs for fields. And I wonder uh, I mean, we'll see what he does this year. I think it's gonna be with our depth in the running back position, seems like we might be pretty run heavy, but we also got a lot of weapons for feels to pass to. So, I'm excited to see what he'll he'll do with the offense. I think he's got a lot more weapons and a lot more opportunity this season.
2: Yeah, I think picking up DJ Moore, picking up um uh, a couple of, you know, uh, Dante Foreman, you know, the running back, um who is a traditionally more of like the between the tackle style runner, right? And then to fit in with with our traditional or traditional with our current uh, running backs with you know Herbert and um, and hopefully uh, a couple of these guys that we've picked up in the offseason as well. Um, I think that that's going to spread the usage. I think you're going to see really good usage, utilization of the, uh, the backfield in conjunction with the wide receiving core, uh, uh, just because we finally have, like I think, a more well-balanced talent pool when it comes to the wide receiver position um and i think that's going to fit right in with um with the coach's uh play style you know as far as uh, he does have a lot more of that uh, action type he does have almost it's it's faster paced right it mm. is a little more of like a west coast offense almost um uh with play action which is definitely going to suit fields very well um, right but now that he actually has weapons to utilize and spread the field and like it's going to raise more question marks for defenses on like well shit they could go anywhere
0: yeah now so, he actually has someone to pass to <laughs> he
2: has someone to pass to he could break out and yeah. then still pass it you yeah know, anyway. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah
1: uh
2: yeah no i'm, I'm excited I, I think that it's going to be a nice a good year to to iron some of that out I sincerely hope that that wide receivers crew is is working together to, like, unify, you know, yeah. to become like a brotherhood almost rather mm. than, like, one standout with three other guys. Like right. That,
0: yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Hogs. Yes. Um, we're going to go through. I think – so on paper, I'm just going to have – we're going to go through who is on paper right now as our starting line. Um, we're just going to go through and talk a little bit on each of them. So we're going to mm-hmm. start at left tackle with Braxton Jones. Braxton Jones, we drafted him last year. Um, last year was his first year, and he didn't miss a single game, which is, you know, that's, that's really so good. Hard. Yeah, that's hard so. to do. I mean, especially your rookie year. That's, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Um,
2: especially as a lineman.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he was a Pro Football Focus All Rookie Team, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Um, yeah, he
2: showed out last year. He did. I mean, he was solid. He was. You could absolutely count on him to show up and and and. That's what we needed. you need consistency on yeah. the fucking line.
0: Yeah, especially after um, – yeah, I mean, last year we had – he was – it seemed like – not seemed. He probably was the uh, the only consistency we had on the offensive line last year with just mm-hmm. so much rotation and so much injuries and movement and stuff. So yeah, our offensive line
2: games, group was almost never the same.
0: Yeah. Um. So moving on from him, we'll go to the left guard, Tevin Jenkins, uh, who I think was playing tackle last year, and then this year decided they were going to move him to a guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we drafted him in twenty twenty one from Oklahoma State. And I, I mean, I don't know. he's he's had a lot of hype around him, and it seems like people are really excited about him. I personally like like him personally. He's really funny on on Twitter. if you're sorry, X, you know if you if you follow him, I got to see any of his any of his uh, tweets and stuff. he's just he seems like a really cool guy. But I don't know. I don't think he's really lived up to his potential yet or even close. yeah,
2: no. I mean, I think he's struggled with injuries as well. He's know, been injured that's... a lot.
0: I don't know and, if you and, saw it. They they uh today they already announced that he's he might miss some some regular season games. He might be out. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah. and that's, As much as I like him, if you're not available, like, yeah.
2: Well, unfortunately, at that position, though, what you are what you do have to look at is how often are you available, mm-hmm. right? Like the percentage that you're available. So if you're still above a certain amount, you're above average, and yeah. and at that point, it's like you got to take that and you have to have a little depth then in that position and your unit needs to make sure that you are solid with X, Y, and Z, you no. know, in, in place there. So, um, but I think that the spirit and, and, and like his personality lines up with that cultural piece that we're, that we've talked about. Right? Yeah. That yeah. We hit on every now and then with the team culture, mm-hmm. but making sure we're keeping good guys in there who are keeping their head straight. And honestly, at that point, I I keep giving him shots as long as he's available more often than he's not. And he's got the right attitude. Like he's going to go out and do his job well. And hopefully as well set a a, a good um, expectation for his backup. Yeah. Like that, that these are the shoes that you must fill Uh, or get the fuck out. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you, do you think uh, I was kind of thinking he's, he seems like he's, I mean, we'll see how his career pans out. Right. But to me, it seems like, He's almost Kyle Long like, because I know Kyle Long suffered with injuries too, mm-hmm. but still was oh, a big absolutely. part of the Bears line and the Bears offense. Um, yeah,
2: no, I, I could absolutely see that. And he's got the right personality for it. You know? Yeah, he's, he's yeah. So, um, and he's still young. He's still young. He's got yeah, plenty he, of time. Yeah, I mean, was, this is what his get second, those in check and
0: second yeah. third year in the third year in the uh, in the league third year. So, so
2: going into his third, yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, he's still got he's still young. Um, yeah. Moving on to center, we have got Cody White here. Another I mean another O lineman that was not in the position that he's in this year that he was not in the same position that he was last year. Mm-hmm. Um I think last year he was playing guard. Twenty nineteen he was able to make it to the Pro Bowl, but I just it just hasn't performed the same since then. Um I was reading that he, he struggles with shotgun snaps. Which uh, mm-hmm. I can relate to because I played center for a little bit in football and I could never seem to get oh, that, that that's down. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, probably the smallest center you ever seen, honestly. <laughs> I
2: was I was the second string center because I was the first string tight end. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, I was the second string center, and I specific I was specifically brought in for. For shotguns.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I could not I can't tell you. It's too many I sent over the quarterback's head <laughs> just because I could never really figure it out. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so Yeah, Cody, it's kind of a mixed bag. I, I see something, I see some people saying, oh, you know, he's not as good as he was. And then I've been seeing a lot more recently of people being like, he's going to have a blowout year. This is going to be a really good year for him. Everyone should be excited. He's going to have mm-hmm. a great year. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see. Got high hopes for him.
2: Well, I mean, he his first four years were fantastic with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's why he got the extension that he did. Um he didn't miss a game. He was I mean, he was like consistent. He was, you know, but but yeah, when he came back from injury, it, it just it, it never he just never seemed to get back up to it. And then twenty twenty two came and he had another injury that ended the season, you know. So it's like um he he has played center in the past before mm-hmm. for like eight games, mm-hmm. um, but just was inconsistent at it. Now I think because he's allegedly healthier, and <laughs> I think, uh, I think slightly leaner, like yeah. as far as like his body, just not carrying as much mass mm-hmm. to where he's able to move a little bit better. He's less like, hopefully less likely to get injured. Um, I think that's why people are like, this is the year that he makes that comeback, you know, um, but, yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely in him. He's got the talent for sure. He's proven that.
0: Yeah. Just, I still don't think it's a high bar to try and improve from uh, Sam Mustafer, who was our center last year. True. I mean, he didn't necessarily had set a high bar for the center yeah. position. Um, so next we got Nate, Nate Davis at right guard.
2: Mm-hmm. Consistent.
0: Who has been consistent?
2: Yeah. Again, you need consistency. We've only got it in two people right now. You know, yeah. That's the tough part. So. Two out of five,
0: which is not great. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, not much yes. else to say about him. I think I think this, it speaks for itself. Just the consistency. Yeah.
2: This next one though, Darnell Wright. I'm excited.
0: Darnell about. Wright. Darnell Wright. So we um, drafted him last year, or I'm, how did that? The years thing always throws me off. So we drafted him this year. Darnell
2: Wright. 2023. Came this year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this is gonna be his rookie season. Uh, I was l- I was laughing pretty hard when I was reading. They did the article about how. He came in and they were like, yeah, he just fucking, he crushed it at the conditioning test and they talked to him about it. And he's like, oh yeah, I was actually doing the wide, I was doing the wide receiver workouts by accident. (laughs)
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So he's running as much as the wide receivers were, (laughs) which was pretty crazy. Well,
2: it's, it's not just running. It's like footwork and agility, Yeah, which honest to God, I think that might've helped him even. So yeah. uh,
0: like, wait yeah i was thinking of i was like that, why aren't they doing that anyway <laughs> like they should they be working that stuff
2: like, like yeah. the hard cuts the deceleration to like quick change of direction to acceleration you know like mm-hmm. they were working on some pretty good as a certified strength and conditioning specialist like uh-huh. <laughs> i was looking through what he was doing i was like well, what the fuck were you thinking and also like no this some of this really does apply to your position so it, it I'm also not surprised. He's not a specialist, you know. Yeah. What I mean, like he, that's not his job. His his education is not designing athletic programs based on like each individual athlete. That's not sure. Really, he he's given a workout. He yeah, he's like, I'm it. gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I can so, respect the re- hustle, you know? I'm just, I right. wonder if
0: at any point he was, like, looking at the, you know, at the at the workouts being like, what the fuck, dude? Why are we running so much? Maybe he was just like, <laughs> like, he was like God damn, the
2: pros are next level. Yeah, you know? yeah or that. Yeah. Um, So uh, I'm excited for him, though, because he is a true right tackle.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
2: So he played uh, playing in college. He was in the SEC. As a Florida fan, like, I'm very familiar with Going up against
1: him the yeah. last couple of years. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, so he finished with the lowest blown block percentage in the SEC at 0.7% with no blown blocks on designed runs in 2022. So that's pretty good designed <laughs> runs as opposed to like scrambles, right? Where like right, yeah. well, the play was not supposed to be a run. It turned into exactly. a run. Like yeah. that doesn't, that's not, that's not usually like that is a separate metric yeah. that they will use. Cause offensive linemen have to like that they're like oh no i was on my assigned block this was not supposed to be a run so, right you know, and now this. it so, is so i gotta improvise here
0: exactly so yeah.
2: he's uh no he is a legit offensive lineman built and bred for it and so i i he is one of my like asterisks for this year like keep an eye on you're ready to yeah keep him healthy hopefully and honestly because he came in trim too i think he had lost he? like what Almost 30 pounds like 20 30 pounds hmm. um coming into like camp and stuff right <laughs> now obviously he's they've they've tried to like put a little bit of that yeah, well, on, yeah. But, but i think having that that footwork and the better like coordination is going to also translate well into being less likely to get injured so yeah Let's see if we can get some consistency out of him. Um, Obviously, the thing is that while he was number one at what he did in his position in arguably the toughest division in college football, um, uh, the thing is that once you get to the pros, everybody is that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's
2: the difference is, like, fucking everybody is that. Everybody is a top ten. Yep, everyone's
0: a world-class athlete.
2: So um, I'm very excited to see how he performs against – some of the best,
0: mm-hmm. so. yeah. So some um, good hype around him, and hopefully he can yeah, live up to it. Absolutely. I think the theme for the uh, for the old line is really just, you know, the best ability is availability. Mm-hmm. And so if we can just keep everyone healthy and in the games, I think we'll be doing all right. Um, so we're gonna move on to the skill players now. Uh, we're gonna start with Cole Komet. I really like Cole Komet, mm-hmm. and I think we touched on it a little bit last last episode where he um. I was online a lot, and he was getting a lot of flack even to into his second year, and people were just ready to trade him and you know, trade him, trade him, trade him. I just don't – I did not agree with it then, and I'm glad we didn't. Uh, he's from Notre Dame. He's also from – he, he's not from Notre Dame. He went to school and played at Notre Dame. He's an Illinois boy. And, uh, yeah, this year we signed him to a four-year, $50 million extension. Earned it. Yeah, he earned it. I'm happy about it. He's a great blocker. Uh, I think he's improved his hands oh um, he
2: absolutely has yeah so He's a good blocker good check down good mid and i think he'll be a better midfield option this year mm-hmm. um but really blocking blocking i was a blocking tight end like i just feel like often that is a skill set that is forgotten about and if you have a yeah, solid yeah. lockdown tight end like that's an extra weapon that you can utilize especially in like in play action stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see, I, I sincerely hope that they actually leverage him this year though. Right. Yeah. That's the big thing. Like, like don't, I don't want a game where he's highly, you know, where he's targeted 12 times and then he's targeted once in the next game. You know, like, yeah, like, yeah. Th- there needs to be some type of consistency there mm-hmm. um, or some type of uh, floor with him where it's like at least six targets or something, you know, like yeah. make it. It's got to be consistent with him. Yeah. How about Chase? All
1: right.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving on to Chase Claypool. Um, We got him from the Steelers in the middle of last season and we gave the Steelers a second round pick. And yeah, just another player that I don't think, I mean, just hasn't been available. He's been injured a lot. And uh, I think in the moment when we traded for him, it was halfway through the season. So we obviously didn't know that we were going to have the first pick in the draft this this year. Um, and I think Ryan Poles really made the move just to try and get Justin fields, any sort of, any sort of weapon or any sort of talent to throw to, but it just just doesn't, doesn't seem right now. Like it's panning out because he's just consistently hasn't yet
2: at the time. It made sense. Mm -hmm. Let's get him someone that, you know, um, Claypool had proved himself with the Steelers Had a couple of like the, that the potential was there. Um, yeah, so I know I saw a headline early in during camp that basically said that some parties within the Bears organization were not happy or impressed with Claypool and sort of him how he was showing out in camp, uh, or or I guess the lack of showing out in camp. Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> that um, he just didn't seem like a self motivator. Like he didn't really seem the general gist of it seemed like he didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um something to consider, especially the sense he's going into a contract year. So, um whether he wants to stay with the Bears next year or whether he wants to you know, show out this season so that he can earn a spot with a different team, you know, and show value. So that he gets a solid contract next year to continue his career this is a contract year for him so it's very interesting that 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 was sort of the feedback um has had those injury issues with last year and then uh already some injury with camps and practices over the summer now so honestly i feel like i've seen this a lot yeah in the many many years of watching the sport, um, my personal take is I uh, I'm over him. Yeah, like at that yeah, point, man. if if the attitude isn't there, if the attitude isn't right, and and nothing against him, I I'm a big proponent for mental health and emotional health, mm-hmm. and he this is an extremely stressful and high requirement position to be in and sport to be in. Right. Um. Yeah. But to that end, like, you also got to gotta show up. You got to show up. Yeah, you know? I, I, I'm with you. It's still a job.
0: Yeah, it is still a job. And I, I don't know. It's not like you're, I mean, we've already, we've talked about it. It's that, that that is a huge part of what Ryan Poles is trying to build here is a good culture. Um, And yeah, I'm over him. And I'm, I'm honestly not super worried about it because I think either he's going to, sh- he's either going to shape up or they're going to get rid of him yeah because I think they and are at that point they're just I don't think I don't think I don't see this team putting up with any bullshit like that
2: no I think they're truly trying to build something and I don't think mm-hmm. that they're gonna you know it's not he's not Antonio Brown you mm-hmm. know he's not he's not like a, uh, what a someone who could fall potentially grace, that guy yeah. right, no, right <laughs> who could have potentially been a a top five of all time yeah. you know and, and like no this is not. You're not going to deal with that um, when you're trying to build, especially with a younger crew. Especially with um, you're trying to build for a a an established future, not just a one time one off win a Super Bowl. Right.
0: You know? Yeah. Uh, another player that I that I think uh I'm, that I think could be a big part of the offense is Equinemius St. Brown. He's already, I think, shown some consistency with the Bears. We got him from the Packers. He spent four seasons seasons with them. And uh, overall, I think he's just a really interesting, like just really interesting individual, a part of a really interesting family.
2: <laughs> those <laughs> first couple of years with the Packers, he was the deep ball guy. Mm-hmm. He was the one that Rodgers would like ping just like randomly. You're like, how the fuck did he get over that? Or, you <laughs> yeah. know, like that. He was that guy. So I remember, remember watching in those first couple of years, he was with the Packers. I was like, God damn, that dude's going to be a problem. Yeah. And then when I found out <laughs> that we got him, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. He's going to be a problem sure, for everyone not. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: not our problem. <laughs> Um yeah, just interesting guy. He Speaks French, German and English. His mm. brother Amon-Ra is a wide receiver for the Lions. Dude, these
2: fucking names are fantastic. Dude,
0: yeah, like killer names. Aquileamus, like, Saint Brown. Ancient ancient Amon Egyptian
2: Ra. is like yeah. one of my favorite times of history yeah. and Amon-Ra is just I'm just like
0: I want to go watch the mummy right now. Yeah. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, it's kick ass. The funny thing is is they're both they're both the last names of Saint Brown, but neither of their parents' last name is Saint Brown. Uh their dad, John Brown, is, I guess, the closest thing to their last name. And he was a former Mr. Universe, apparently. Did have some success some um, in the uh, bodybuilding world, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh, next, we're going to move on to Darnell Mooney. I mean, I don't think there's much to say. I think he has been he was pretty good last year. And I think this year is going to be good for him, too.
2: And he's not usually hurt. I don't think he's like an, an injury yeah, he's not prone person. He just happened to have an injury mm-hmm. like but it's not he's not consistently injured he's not someone that we have to worry about on a week-to-week basis he's usually one that is very consistent that we can rely on yeah um, good route runner uh uh good attitude mm-hmm. i think like overall you know good good guy to have in that in the huddle so um i think regardless of what the wide receiving unit looks like i think that he is absolutely going to be a, a a standout uh, for, for yeah, this Pete year. Pete. I think he's gonna have a good year this year.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and then we're gonna let's finish off with the wide receivers, at least the wide receivers of note with the big one here. We got uh DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm really excited about DJ Moore.
2: Um, a legit wide receiver.
0: Mm-hmm. A legit number um, one.
2: A legit number one under multiple quarterbacks, yeah. Right? So yeah, that's it's not it's not just that he has been, it's not just that like well, this quarterback made him a number one, which mm-hmm. we've seen that in the past. Yeah. It is, no, he's proven to be a number one under multiple quarterbacks. So, yeah. um, and yeah, what have you heard? Have you heard anything about like from from camps with him meeting up with Fields and stuff and, and the other wide receivers?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it seems to me that he just has a really great chemistry with Fields. Um, and everyone that sees them hanging out is like those guys, you know, they're like brothers already which is really great, you know? That's fantastic. Um, They're just hanging out all the time. It seems like there are a lot of social media posts with them together, just, you know, shooting the shit and hanging out. Um, so yeah I'm really excited about him the, the funniest thing
2: about DJ Moore and this has been much talked about if you took his career receiving yards right now as a young man already he is the Bears all time leading receiver he has 5,000 wow. some yards and no Bear has ever had that we're looking at fields number one behind him so you expect some big things out of them right do they hit the splash plays do they get the beautiful slow motion things on Twitter guys they're getting like five of them a day the chemistry is real Jaquan Brisker who's one of the stories of camp two the young safety for the bears he comes out and he says they're like best friends already on the field people are saying it looks like they've played together for three or four seasons like they're old college teammates they're not i don't really think they knew each other at all before moore showed up but it is really really cool how well they're working and
0: jason we're just looking at he don't. came he came out had a field him had a great connection with him in the preseason which is preseason but you know it's still great to see Mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. i just i think it can be for fields to have a number a legit number one and it's going to be big i think so dj moore is definitely going to be a key piece as well this year um and it seems i mean we just have a lot of depth at running back this year
2: oh we do absolutely i i guarantee we'll end up cutting i think we have like six or eight people on the roster right now i, I guarantee we'll end up cutting down to four yeah um Possibly with a fifth on the practice squad. Possibly. If it's someone that we could utilize um like a dual threat,
0: right? Yeah. The big one is, is oh. Khalil Herbert. I oh, think yeah. he's gonna be big for us this year, specifically because he's gonna be the number one RB. Um, he's
2: the he's the best running back on the team right now. Yeah, like, easily. Hands down.
0: There's, yeah. there's no uh, he's been with us for a little bit. We um got drafted in 2021. And he's he's done a good job. He was the number two to Montgomery. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a, that was a great tandem, and I think he's really shown that he's willing to do the work and step in where He's he that needs dual to. threat. Yep, that he's dual that, threat. And... and
2: He's proven that not only can he, he's a, a great pass option, but um, uh, that he holds to the ball well. He he can run both outside the tackles and inside the tackles. He's proven that as well. So a couple yeah. of nice real draw plays for him, and so I, I'm excited to see him. Get that number one. I I hope that he's not a traditional number one though, mm-hmm. where like he gets
0: he's just getting off the ground. Extremely large
2: yards. majority. You know what I mean, like yeah. or where he's like like two of the three primary snaps he's on. You know, like yeah. that's, I would because of the depth that we have at running back. I would love to see him. I would love to have a rotation of
0: yeah,
2: yeah. A, a like a a tandem of two with a third option. Yeah. As well, and just because if we've got it there, let's use it. Mm-hmm. Let's let's use it and really mess with some people. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you don't know which running backs coming at you, I think it'd be, mm-hmm. it can be harder to scheme and plan for that. So yeah, I, I think he's going to have a great year this year, and I'm really mm-hmm. excited since he's going to be getting a majority of the snaps, and he's earned it. Absolutely. Um, another running back that we have is Roshan Johnson.
2: Mm-hmm. Picked him up this year out of Texas. Uh, he was part of a duo down there. Uh, he was technically the backup. It was less of a one-two punch and more of like a uh, uh, at utilized when when necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, he averaged 3.96 yards after contact. Uh, he was very good for a dual running back side, but he also because he wasn't a true number two like they had a true number one it wasn't a tandem it was a true number one with a like a third down situation back type guy Mm -hmm. um so he doesn't have as much mileage on the legs and the joints which is something that i'm looking forward to i would love to see how he performs this season he's another one of those asterisks that i've got of like keep an eye on this guy uh some other pieces for him. He is one of the biggest backs in this year's rookie class. He stands at like six four, two hundred and nineteen oh, pounds. For fucking running that's back,
0: a big dude. boy. <laughs>
2: he also posted five point one broken tackle rate, which was second in the NCAA mm-hmm. and managed a five point nine eluded tackle rate, which is fourth in the NCAA. And all of that is according to some articles on ESPN. So um he never cleared 123 carries or 31 targets in a season, uh, but because of his size and efficiency, he only had one career fumble. Um, Not bad. And at like he just, I think he he might be one of those. You know, he's in there with Khalil Herbert and Dante Foreman and Travis Homer. I I think that he it would be really fun to see him like get a little bit of work in this year and possibly like be one of the one like a two next year. You know, kind of earn that spot. Yeah. Uh, so that's someone that I want to keep an eye on and see. He's he's also the youngest on the squad. He's 22. All the others are like 25, 26. So, oh. <laughs> um, which is still young, but like I'm looking forward to see what he can turn into. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that'll be exciting to exciting to see. All right, so we've covered all the skills positions, and we've covered the hogs up front. So now let's get to the uh, the big one. The big, the big number one, Justin Schuyler fucking Fields. We drafted oh, him.
1: Oh,
2: JF.
0: Yeah, JF one. We got him number eleven overall, uh, and that was in twenty twenty one, and uh, we had to make a make a couple moves to to go and get him. Um, I think we touched a little bit last last episode about how it was kind of getting drafting Justin Fields was kind of a hail mary for both. Um, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace because they both were well aware that they were on their way out and I think they were trying to make something happen. To get to move up to number 11 we traded our number 20 and number 164 our 164th overall picks in the 2021 draft and then we also gave away uh, 2022 first and fourth round picks and all of those went to the Giants so that we can move up to number 11 and draft Justin Fields a little bit of background on him. He's from Georgia originally and then he actually played college ball at Georgia. And then after his redshirt year, he transferred to Ohio State. Hey guys, just quick correction. Uh Justin Fields didn't have a redshirt year. Uh when I was saying that, I meant to say his true freshman year because he did not redshirt. All right, back to the show. And then it the is Ohio State. The Ohio State. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> bitches um <laughs> So yeah, in his time there, he led the Ohio State to two Big Ten championships, uh, which is no small feat. They had a Fiesta Bowl appearance and a college football playoff national championship appearance. Unfortunately, unfortunately, those both ended in losses. The Fiesta Bowl, they lost to Clemson, and then the national championships, they lost to Alabama. But I mean, there's a lot of good teams that have lost to Clemson and Alabama. So. <laughs> um, and then he had after those two years, he had two years of eligibility. But he he decided to forego those and declare declare for the draft, and so that was in 2021, and that was the year we drafted him. So his first year in the league, he was uh, we had Andy Dalton that year who was going to be our starter. Who was our starter? Mm-hmm. So he didn't really get to play a full season and didn't get to come in until um, Andy Dalton hurt his knee against the Bengals. Um, yeah, I mean we went into we kind of recapped his years. So I don't think we have to go too in depth, but uh, no. I think one of the big things I, j- I just I can't get over it. He 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 took so many hits that year. And, his rookie year. Yeah, his rookie year. He
2: just got. Hey, he wouldn't fucking slide. He wouldn't.
0: He refused, and I, I st- still don't understand. Well, even when he
2: did, it you could tell. It's like, oh, it's because he doesn't know how.
0: Yeah, sure. Like,
2: it wasn't that. It wasn't that he can't. It's literally that. That or no, it's not that he wouldn't. It's that oh, oh he can't. Yeah. He cannot slide.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's different. You can, I think you can maybe take a few more of those hits in college, but when you're in the NFL, you're getting hit by big boys. And uh, when you're the quarterback, you don't want to be taking those, but yeah. And then uh, 2022, he played almost a full season. I think he would have played his full season if he hadn't gotten hurt again. I went three and 14 again, we touched on that last episode. Uh, I wanted to touch, we, we listed all the, all the records he broke last episode but i just wanted to touch on the two big ones that i think kind of stand out he's one of only three quarterbacks in nfl history with over a thousand yards rushing and so it's him it's michael vick and it's Lamar jackson which i mean pretty big names pretty good company he broke the record for the most quarterback rushing yards in a single regular season game with 178 <laughs> which that was michael vick's record before he held that for 20 years and mm-hmm. Like we said last episode, he now his cleats are in the Hall of Fame, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, he that year too, he he got injured twice. W- would you say he's injury prone?
2: I don't think it's so much that he's injury prone as much as that he is prone to put himself in poor positions mm-hmm. for his for his position. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as a mobile quarterback, like, he's prone to put himself in dangerous situations. Yeah. And I think a piece of that is – a piece of that is just his grit. A piece of that is his, I do not want to lose. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to lose, I'm going to fucking pound you in the face for it. Yeah. You know, like that. So – and I get that. But also – like you are an investment
1: (laughs) for this team (laughs) like uh,
2: bro i need you to take care of yourself a little bit this year Mm -hmm. you know hopefully with a little bit better consistency at the o-line we'll see that the also the other nice thing that i've noticed throughout the preseason games thus far is that our wide receivers are actually blocking shit Mm -hmm. like like you can tell that they're working on technique and skill and trying to like iron that out so it's good to see that that you know it's that they're not just a bunch of divas out there who give like a half ass piece of shit block. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're bought in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, th- I think I want to touch a little bit on how, how much last year, how much do you think him getting sacked, him taking hits, his poor stats, how much do you think was on him and how much do you think was on the O-line? And not having weapons. Cause I see this constant back and forth online and, and uh, yeah, it's just, you know, you have people give the critiques on him
2: because he's a good leader Mm -hmm. because ultimately he knows that as the leader, regardless of whether, whether it truly is the fault of a lack of consistency at the old line or whether it's not having enough weapons, uh, ultimately it doesn't matter. He's the leader. He's the one that needs to execute. He's the one that's going to be held responsible. He is the face. He is like, that's just part of being a leader. Mm -hmm. Uh, You accept that responsibility. So if you ask him that question, I would think that he would say like, Hey, this is on me, but we're going to do it. You know, we've got this. Um, If you're asking me as a former, like I identify with, linemen sure i i 100 percent give the majority of the issue to the lack of consistency at the offensive line not on any one person on the o-line it is a group thing you know and 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 when you look at like championship teams who where like their offense it just fucking clicks all the time you go back through it and you look and you see that brotherhood of those like five to seven guys that are just always together they eat together they train together they they like are, are you know, they have their bunk mates together during camp. They are roommates together when they're traveling at hotels and shit. Like they are just constantly together. Yeah. Um, versus some of the teams where that doesn't exist. You know, that that just you show up, you go to do do your job and you know, that that, that click just isn't there. Um and so for me, I think a big portion of that was the lack of O-line, the lack of consistency at the O-line level, as well as the lack of consistency of weapons for him to utilize. Mm-hmm. Also, weapons don't fucking matter if you can't block. Right. Because you have to buy time for him to, have to even identify and utilize those weapons. Yeah. so uh, Or for those weapons to run their goddamn routes. <laughs> sure. Like, doesn't matter if they're not blocking long enough. Yeah, if there's
0: so. no time for the player to develop, it doesn't matter how yeah. how good they are. Yeah, so that's what I, it is for me. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I think cuz I would agree and I, I don't think it was any one of their like it was on the o line a good a good majority of it, but I don't think it was any of their faults.
1: No, no, I don't no, think there was yeah, much yeah, that could
0: there wasn't person, much that could have been done. Like it's, it's just not like someone wasn't hurt. doing their job. Yeah, right. You know,
2: it's not that it's just because it of the injury. Yeah. It was constant. It was a constant barrage of injuries mm-hmm. and lack of consistency at that point so but they all went out there and fucking tried like it's not that they didn't try it's just you don't have that that moving in unison you don't have that like spartan front line of people men who have trained together you know athletes who have trained together side by side for years right you know that that just hasn't existed yet
0: right all right so going into this year uh, i wanted to touch because i I wanted to touch on the preseason game (laughs) because justin fields is off to a phenomenal start
2: D- dj moore is off to a phenomenal start yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: a really good change of pace back better at blocking and better at catching the football here this offseason
0: first touch for dj moore they used him in a ton of ways in carolina this He's was gone. one of them and So uh, in the preseason, the first pre-season, preseason game against the Titans, right?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, they threw fields out there. They threw the, uh, the O-line, the first team O-line out there. And they threw out DJ Moore. Basically the whole uh, first team <laughs> offense. And <laughs> Justin Fields went three for three for 129 yards and two touchdowns, which is pretty good. See... <laughs> so
1: the
2: touchdown to DJ Moore what was at 64 yards, something, something stupid. Yeah. Like first pass. First play that he got, like he was like, got it, ran it all the way down. He came off the field, and I don't know if you saw like interviews with him or anything. He came off the field, and he was like, "I'm done." He's like, (laughs) "Fucking gas." He's like, "I am not in mid season form." Oh, that's (laughs) that's really funny.
0: Yeah, no, that was cool. I mean, I know it was preseason, but it was still cool to see that connection and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I I saw online people were like, you know, if he keeps this pace up, he's gonna throw for like over. He's gonna go like you know twenty and like, just you know just crazy They they I love they flushed out they flushed out the stats. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or... It's like well, if he keeps this up, you know, he's gonna go like you know fifty for fifty with like you know five thousand yards and you know thirty okay. touchdowns. Is like <laughs> he's,
2: gonna, he's gonna end up with a perfect QBR. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, I thought that, I thought that was pretty funny, and I thought that was fun. It, it was preseason for sure, but I think it was it was yeah. good to get them out there and see a quick little flash of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this year, I think things for him to improve. Um, I think he needs to get the ball out quicker. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think he needs... Last year, he was playing a lot of hero ball. And I think a lot of times because he had to. Mm-hmm. And he felt he had to. Um,
2: uh, to to sort of branch off of that back to the old line piece, it's sort of... Cyclical, right? Where um, we run into this cycle of the a block fails because of a lack of consistency on the front line. He scrambles. Yeah, play falls apart. It extends. Offensive linemen have to pivot and scramble themselves. Injuries, more injuries occur. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like yeah. so, there was. it it was just this lack of consistency starting up front that sort of cycles back to him. So he couldn't ever really get in a good rhythm. He couldn't get used to getting the ball out quicker to taking those easy plays, you know, yeah, not having to play hero ball. Right. Yeah. And, And then, which would end up put the offensive line back in a bad position to possibly get injured again. So yeah, it was, it was tough. It was tough.
0: So yeah, those are things for him to improve. Um, I'm excited just to see him play, just from mm-hmm. the past few years, just anytime he's on the field. I mean, he's had so many plays where he, he just makes a big something out of a big nothing, you know, things that could could have been negative plays. Story of my life, man. Yeah. <laughs> <my> life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm ready to see that deep ball because he's, he's great. He's got a great arm, I think. He's got great arm strength, and I think down the field, he's got pretty good accuracy.
2: I think it's tightened up as well, mm-hmm. um, in in this off season. I think his accuracy has tightened up a little bit, so I'm excited to see that in actual game time situations. So
0: yeah, uh, he's he's ready. He's ready. He's excited for his third season. He said earlier this year that he he plans on passing for. He plans on reaching the a four thousand yard passing.
2: I I think he's absolutely more than he, said he wants to get more to do than that. that. Um, I'm excited to see him stick in the pocket more Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see him not have to extend plays and prove some of the pundits wrong Mm -hmm. but more importantly to prove the people who have stood by him right that's what I'm excited for yeah uh, he absolutely can hit 4,000 passing yards. Fucking Mitch Trubisky can. He can, he can, he can do as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, guys. Back with another correction. Uh, Mitch Trubisky never got over 4,000 yards passing. The highest he ever got was a little over 3,000. And if Justin Fields were to get over 4,000, he'd be the first quarterback in the over 100-year history of the Chicago Bears to do it. Uh, so just wanted to make that correction. Back to the show
2: again no no shame to trubisky like i i I, my same philosophy applies to him as well i definitely don't think that he was suited to come in and be a chicago bears quarterback
1: yeah
2: um he should have absolutely had an opportunity to go somewhere and develop first Mm -hmm. before i think he had the right stuff to be a chicago bears quarterback um but I think that the skill should have been developed ahead of time, and then he were to, like we trade for him when he's in like a third, fourth year.
1: Yeah. Thing.
0: yeah, yeah. I I wanted to, that was something actually that I think uh, we didn't get to last episode that I wanted to talk about, and we can just touch on it real quick. But I, I just I think I think Mr. Biscay could have been really good. Oh, would absolutely. he have been a Hall, Hall of Famer? Good. Maybe not. But I do think um, I think Chicago wasted his potential.
2: A hundred percent. 100% and agree. I don't think, but it, I don't think it was credit. just Chicago. I think it was Nagy that did it too. Yeah, Nagy know, for sure. Mike. So, um, yeah, because Nagy
0: was, I mean, just stopped utilizing him to stop uh, playing to his strengths for some reason. Mm-hmm. He just stopped playing to Mitch Trubisky's strengths. And I mean, what can you do when the coaches? Oh, I'm is...
2: all too familiar with favorite quarterbacks getting suddenly stopped being utilized.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tebow. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, all right so i think now you were saying Yeah
2: so as far as as far as fields though i'm, I'm excited to see him make some tra- good traditional passing to prove that he can uh while also still just burning people with those fucking legs yeah. cuz that's always exciting to watch oh man.
0: yeah it's always dude. exciting to watch Yeah. <laughs> so, cuz he really um... can man he can he can outrun he can you know shake you out of your out of your cleats he's got great cuts mm mm-hmm. Mhm um, but yeah, you're talking about armability, and uh, I think when we start talking about what we consider success overall um, for the Bears, I think that's that's something that if Fields can show is like you were saying, stay in the pocket more, you know, if he has more time for to let for place to develop and for him to read read routes and read defenses and stuff like that, and if he makes the leap that I think a lot of people. Are saying that he can, I think that'll be success. And I also think if we can, if we can have some sort of consistency on the offensive line, I think that will also consider that success for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. As far as records, I, I don't know. I kind of swing back and forth because I don't want to be too optimistic, but I mean, I think. But I also don't want to sell ourselves short because you
2: talking about considering it a success from a record perspective.
0: Yeah, when we start talking about record, because I, I think. Initially I'm like if we go over 500 that's a success. But then at the same time I'm like that I think that's selling us a little
1: short. I think it is too, potential. especially
2: in the NFC North with what it is right now. I mean mm-hmm. Detroit is going to be I think the team to beat in the North. Uh the Packers didn't get any better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and um, I mean we'll see what we'll see what happens the with the Vikings. Yeah.
2: The Vikings didn't get any better. I I would argue the Vikings didn't get any worse. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, the Lions have been truly building for the last few years and truly made leaps and bounds. Yeah. Um, and respect to that organization for that, like, and taking, having a true, like, players coach, yeah. finally, uh, I think has helped them. So they are the ones that I'm, I'm more interested in this season. Um, so for me, my big thing is I'm looking at divisionally. Um, if we only drop one divisional game this season to the one of the lions and one of the vikings that's a success to me mm-hmm. um
0: compared to last year yeah you know we um, better beat the fucking packers this year i swear to god <laughs> yeah, no shit.
1: yeah. Um,
0: i mean and because they i mean we'll see we'll see if they luck out and get another generational talent at quarterback but i think there's still a huge 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 question mark on jordan love
2: Oh absolutely. It'll be interesting to see what they what they put out this year. Yeah. Um but so for me I look more divisionally because that's what's going to determine whether or not we make it in a wild card or into the playoffs at all, you know. So
0: I, Yeah, um, and cuz I don't think playoffs is too pie in the sky for us.
2: No, I don't. <laughs> uh, we just stated that 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 statistic in the last episode that was it, it's like 50%. Yeah,
0: 50% of all teams that make the playoffs. Don't make it the next year. Don't make it the next year.
2: Yeah, you know. So at that point, that leaves there's fifty percent open. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, there's there's eight slots open. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So why why not us? Why not? Why not? So Um, and especially again, looking at the division of what it is, we absolutely could position ourselves to to at least if we don't win out the NFC North to at least position ourselves to be a wild card so
0: yeah and i i think too like just watching all the moves that we've made i don't i really don't think i there's nothing that i've seen that we've done and been like that was an awful move everything we've seen Mm -hmm. i've been like good move good move yeah no i think it's been
2: smart moves it's made sense again that's why i said like we're coming up on that eight days right yeah august 29th august 29th and that's what i'm watching is after this weekend i want to see what additional not just the cuts I'm looking more for the acquisitions we get. And, and who we pick up off waivers and if we trade and those are the big ones mm-hmm. that I'm looking for are we trading for anyone at that last last minute so um, I would expect us to just with the fact that we haven't cut a bunch of people yet and um, you know knowing how important this season is in in taking that next step towards longevity for the program
0: is there anything that we haven't touched on that you would consider, or that you're looking for to consider this next season a success, offensively?
2: Um, offensively, uh, honestly, consistency on the O line is the big one. I know I've hit on that before, but like to be a, to for me to consider this a success, even if we don't, even if we ended up at 500, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about the record. If our O line was together the majority of that time, that gives me hope for next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's I'm yeah. like I'm looking down the road. I'm looking longevity. I'm I need it more experience and consistency on the front line. That's what's going to allow Fields to take the necessary steps to that next become that next level quarterback that we're looking for.
0: Yeah, the O line is going to be. I mean, it's. I think the O line is foundational to any sort of success, no matter who you mm-hmm. are in the league. You have to have a good, consistent O line. Um. So I think now we can move into things that we're. We'll go with things we're most excited about and the uh, things that we're the most worried about. Uh, do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first?
2: I'll go first with what I'm most excited about. Okay. I'm most excited about some of the young talent that we picked up in the in the draft, mm-hmm. um, and, and because again, I think that they were smart moves. I think from a data perspective, they made sense, and I'm interested to see how those play out. I have I have a good feeling about them. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas in in the past I've been like, "Ooh, you sure? Was that the, yeah. best, Was that the
0: best move? <laughs> sure." Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm excited about this season. Uh, I'm excited for the offense to actually not just be the Justin Field show. Yeah, you know, yeah, that we have like a truly balanced offense as far as talent is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, at any moment, any one of those guys could pop off, and so th- that's where that's where I'm like.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think it could
2: be an exciting year.
0: Yeah, and to to because I feel like our wide receiver core is really balanced too, which I don't know mm-hmm. if you would agree with me, but I feel like I just don't think we've had a really good, good. It's been wide a while since core. we've had that. Yeah. Yeah, I, and
2: I honestly I would argue that the last time we did have that was with Cutler. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's just, you know, what are
0: you gonna do? That was a while ago. <laughs>
2: that's been a while. Yeah. So yeah, we're due for it, and I think we made good moves to get that there. So yeah, I, I fully agree with that. I, I don't know if you heard it i heard a little
0: bit of chicago come out in me just now like, <laughs> dude honestly even care. listening it's back care. dude yeah. Yeah. in the last episode there was a few times that the chicago comes out of you like very like <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and like not even you're not even trying to do the accent you're just talking and i'm like no. oh <laughs> no, oh
2: no. i always one of my favorites is i was i always quote nick miller from new girl you know yeah <laughs> when he is pretending to be like he takes because he's from Chicago, but like he—he's playing a his character is playing a character where he's like he really like ramps that. bitch you know? Yeah, <laughs> he's like thin crust pizza. No thanks. I'm from
0: Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's great. Love that guy. Oh, Jake Johnson. Um. All right, you want to hit what you're worried about, or you want me to hit what I'm excited about,
2: dude? Give me your excited piece, man.
0: I what I'm the most excited about is that I think this season. I think we're going to get our answer to what Justin Fields uh, is going to be for us. You know, I think, mm-hmm. I think we've taken away almost every excuse. And is I that think, what
2: you're most excited about or what you're most worried about?
0: I mean, a little <laughs> bit of both, but I, cause I think I'm mean, most excited cause it will finally, we'll just finally have our answer. You know what I mean? And I don't think, sure. I think with the culture that's being built, I think with what Ryan Poles is doing, I don't think it'll break us if Justin Fields turns out to not be that guy.
2: I think you're right. I I think think... that he is establishing a culture and a team necessary that even if Fields is not that guy, that there is a strong enough foundation built in that we could potentially bring in that
0: guy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just see that as like, you know, either he is that guy and we lock in with him and he's everything we are saying he's going to be, which is going to be fucking awesome. Or he's not. And we, I mean, it's not like we're locked in with him for the next eight years or anything. I mean, he's going to, he's got what, one year, two years left on his rookie contract.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, you know, once that's out, if it's time to part ways with him, then that's how it is. And I just, I don't know I'm excited enough and I feel good enough about what's being built around him. That if it's not him, you know, it's not and we'll be all right. So I'm just excited to have that answer. And for people to find, I just, I'm so sick of all this speculation and I'm sick of all this fucking bullshit of like back and forth of like, oh, well this stat, oh, well that that, oh, well he's not good here, but he wasn't good there. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I just am ready for the season to start and I'm ready for us sure. to see, you know, what he actually does on the field.
2: So what are you worried about?
0: Uh, I'm really worried about the, the O-line because it's mm. just, I mean, like we mentioned before, only two out of, two out of five right now of our starters are consistent. Which means three of three out of five are question marks, and that's really not good.
2: And one of them is untested. Yeah, yeah, right. one of them is, at, yeah. at the professional yeah. level.
0: Yeah, so I—that's I, just what worries me most because I think, I think that is the one excuse that maybe would if, that maybe will prevent us from finding out, or that we could point to and be like, oh, we didn't get to really see what Justin Fields was because of the O line.
2: Mm-hmm. And I just think no, I am going to throw this out there, okay, just as a slight counter, sure. Currently on the roster without cutting, we have two centers one, two, three, four, five, six guards, and 10 offensive tackles. All right, so so we have we do have some depth there as far as talent. I was gonna wise, say, how many of those guys
0: though, about, are you know
2: exactly like how many of those are
0: we got bodies, there? but
2: we and and so it's it's kind of like okay well i would be interested to see who who's going to be that guy who's going to be the one that that steps in when they're needed you know and um yeah i don't know it's we'll see yeah we
1: will see
0: but yeah that's my main worry i just want i because i really do want consistency because i think that will i mean it's just huge it's a huge part of having a successful offense and a successful team is a good consistent offense
2: if we lack, if we lack the consistency, it's going to be. I do not have high expectations out of Justin Fields this year. Yeah, I just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and 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 nothing on him at that point. It again, he'll own that it's him. Yeah, but ultimately, he's only going to be as good as the what we surround him with. So yeah. if we surround him with trash. He's he's going to be trash.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Um, what are you worried I about? I am. I am most worried about. On the offensive perspective, yes. Okay, I am most worried. <laughs> yeah, we're off- saving
0: the defenses <laughs> next week, so.
2: Because I have notes on that fucking stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, um, offensively, I am, I am most worried about. I think I agree with you. We've we've beat this horse to death uh, about the o line consistency. So, on top of that, I am also worried about injury at that wide receiver crew Mm -hmm. um because while we did go out and get good talent we do have a well-rounded um core i don't know what the depth looks like at that and i don't know what the skill discrepancy is once we start diving into the backups. like what's
0: the drop off between the starters and the backups? exactly
2: exactly um you know do we happen to have a couple of like sleepers who should be like twos and threes mm-hmm. maybe a four you know like who knows and and we'll find that out but um you know claypool i thought was going to be a key piece and just f- through what i've seen in the off season and camps and reporting from that i i, I just i have like zero faith yeah in he
0: just hasn't been it
2: and so um but i think mooney has really stepped up mm-hmm. Because I would have argued that at a certain point, Claypool could have vied for a second position. Yeah. Um, I don't think that is the case. I think Mooney should absolutely be a number two. Yeah.
0: Um, Mooney's earned it for sure, I think.
2: With Moore as the number one, obviously. Of course. Um, so that, that's kind of mine, is the moment that we we have a deep enough backfield, but the moment that we don't have a wide receiving core all that stress goes right back on the field again, Yeah, You know? So my bigger worry is that injury starts, that injury monster starts hunting down the wide receiver core.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a huge worry because I don't think uh Justin Fields can take another year of what he's been doing the past year. I think he
2: could take one more year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, but but like as a human being, he might be like, "I'm fucking like dumb. I'm done." You know? Sure. Like-
0: <laughs> yeah, I just worry about a you know Cam Newton situation with Fields. Yeah, yeah, just taking too many hits and just not being able to do it anymore. Um. All right. Anything? Anything you think we missed or that you want to touch on again?
2: I don't think so. I think on the offensive side, I'm excited. I've seen some solid play calling from the preseason games thus far. Um, I think that's what preseason games are really about. It's less about the starters and I think it's more about like all the 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 back end stuff. The stuff that you don't it's not the players, right? It's the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. It's the the sideline people. It's the the water the water boys and the towel girls and you know whoever like who they are. It's the organization outside of the players having an opportunity to really hone their role in all of this. Um, And then those on the cusp people of trying to show out and and earn some value, whether that be with the Bears or whether that be earning value through the Bears for another organization, right? Right. They might get cut from us, but picked up by someone else, or they might have proven valuable enough that we trade them you know swap them mm-hmm. of some sort so yeah um, um I, I i think we've pretty much hit it all um i like the way things have been flowing so far and i'm looking forward to one more preseason game and uh and let's see what those cuts look like yeah man. yeah the cuts let's and stay. moves
0: that we make on that last mm-hmm. on those last uh, eight days is going to be exciting to see and i'm just dude i'm just ready for the regular season to start too i'm so excited for the season i think it's going to be a fun season um all right so you got anything you want to plug
2: plugs i mean hey i still have another podcast out there chick flicks with dicks chick Go flicks check with us dicks. out chick flicks with dicks flicks is spelled with an x um you can find us on just about any podcast streaming service that you can think of um uh we also have a, a instagram page that We've got. We're very rarely active on that unless we have an episode coming out. Mm-hmm. So, but we definitely have a handful of seasons that plenty of really good episodes out there. Go check it out. Um, yeah. Otherwise, that's that's my primary plug.
0: Right on. Yeah. If you guys want to follow me, uh, see what I'm doing, and find some of my other work, I do a lot of music stuff. But you can uh, find my Instagram page. It's O H M A R Daniel Omar Daniel. Um. And uh, my music projects, all my music stuff, you can find on pretty much anywhere you find your music—Spotify or Apple or anything else that you might use—and that's just under my regular name, just Omar Daniel. Also, if you guys wanna follow the podcast, we are the Bear Claw Podcast, the Bear Claw Pod. Sorry, on all socials um, right now, we have TikTok, we have an Instagram. Um, yeah, those are the big two. And then also, if you wanna send us an email. You know, some hate mail, you can send that to uh you can send that to Contact at gmail.com. Any comments? I mean as long
2: as it comes with a five star review, I don't give a shit.
0: Sure. Yeah. You oh yeah, to guys, if, and, if, guys if, and actually has
2: me write the fuck <laughs> out that's totally fine. You can tell me I'm a piece of shit, you can be like, you know, <laughs> yeah, okay. Five stars, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah, cool. rate us five stars on on any whatever <laughs> podcast platform you're using, rate us five stars, go in there and give us a five star rating. Um Oh, I did have one more. What's that?
2: Keep an eye out because I will be dropping my, uh, so I mentioned earlier that I am a certified strength and conditioning specialist and I launched my own business this year. Um, and so I will be kicking off, uh, the website coming up. Um, I specialize in one-on-one coaching and individualized strength and conditioning programming for, for athletes, uh, athletes. You don't just have to be an athlete, like a high school, collegiate athlete, or semi-pro or amateur or anything. Uh, I I look at all human beings are athletes. Athlete is a spectrum, mm-hmm. right? So whether you're a uh, you know a middle-aged guy with a dad bod or or um, you know a postpartum mom or whatever, like everyone has an athlete in them. So that's what I specialize in. Uh, so that'll be coming out, and I'll share more information with that on the next episode.
0: Yeah, it's great. Looking forward to that. Guys, if you have any sort of goals, Stein will help you get there. I can attest to that. Um, We both have friends that can attest to that. Stein was a huge part of – when I was a high school athlete, he was a huge part of me getting to my goals. Um, so I can attest to that. If you have anything you want to get to, Stein's your guy.
2: Hit me up. Uh, Real Gym Heroes on Instagram. Uh, Heroes is with a Z at the end, you know, because – because why
1: not
0: <laughs> cool so uh that's the end of it, this episode next week we're gonna have an episode dedicated to the defense that's gonna be very i mean pretty much the same as what we did this week just for the defense we're gonna go through things we're excited about changes that happened things that we're worried about um so yeah hope you enjoyed the this, uh, this show thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you next week
1: bye